shot. This is Who Kicked the Corner Flag, an English soccer game show podcast recorded in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm your host, James Rose, and I'm joined by the leader of the Kansas City Spurs fan group, the man who's still seething from that unspeakable penalty call, and who believes Kane's metaphorical absence was all just a big conspiracy theory. It's Jared Bustamante. How are you, bud? I've been a whole lot better, but good to be on. Let's talk about it. Let's let's get the catharsis. <laughs> and from the red side of the room, he's the leader of the Arsenal Kansas City fan group, the man whose Venger Out Party plans are perhaps back on track, and who believes Yedlin looks like the long-lost third member of Crisscross Legend. It's Boyce Richardson. How are you, bud? You know, I'm, I'm quite thankful that Jose Mourinho did me the solid of having a worse loss than Arsenal on the same day. So I might not even have to talk about the Gunners today, which feels nice. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, And I'm pleased to announce a new guest this week. He's the creator of the London is Blue Chelsea fan podcast. And I have a feeling might have some strong opinions on Antonio Conte. We'll see. Please welcome Mr. Brandon Busby. How are you, bud? Thank you guys for uh, letting me jump on and join. Uh, But yeah, I think it'll be... (laughs) Uh, an interesting ride the rest of the season with Conte. It'll certainly be that, that's for sure. Well, let's go ahead and kick off with our contest with our top three segment, where our contestants try to figure out which stories and games were the most discussed. Three points for guessing number one, two for number two, and so on. Brandon, since you're our guest, you're going to get to go first this week. So out of all the fixtures played over the weekend, which do you think was the most talked about? I'd have to say City after they won the league. That would be absolutely correct. Yes, sir. They'll get you all of those three points. Man City have claimed officially their third EPL title after they beat Spurs 3-1 at Wembley. And West Brom surprisingly beat Man United 1-0 at Old Trafford. Um, crazy outcome. I don't think many people were expecting it. Um, but Brandon, give us give us an analysis, if you will. What do you think made City so convincingly win the title this year? You know, I think that last season it was pretty obvious where their deficiencies were. And uh, I think that Pep just went out and no nonsense bought the absolute best players he could uh, for those positions and really strengthened the team. He also, um, his again, his philosophy in year two was just so much more concrete with those players in year one. Uh, The other thing that I am really surprised about is actually the mentality of that team. That team would crumble last season or they would shut off and make mistakes. This season, they rarely made a a mistake and turned off. So um, that's kind of what I'm thinking Mm -hmm. from an outsider's perspective. And for the future, do you think there's going to be more of that momentum? Do you think he can keep this team as strong as they were this season? Or do you think there's going to be some, uh, I don't know, some, some issues perhaps? Well, it probably just depends on who they bring in. If they go and spend another $300 million in the summer, I think that playing time will be hard to come by, and you might upset a bit of the team balance. But um, I don't think that they will do that because they don't have to. It'll probably just be one or two kind of big-name signings for the mm. most part. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Uh, tough day, of course, for United, who were effectively the ones who gave them the trophy in the end. Uh, epic trolling from the City fans in that respect. Uh, Boyce, does, uh, what does Jose and this United team uh, need to do uh, moving forward to get back into that title contention? 
Well, it's interesting to see because generally Jose Mourinho has outperformed all of his other seasons in the second season of the campaign, which even with all of the money in the world from the Glazers, he was unable to do this year. I think in order for Manchester United to actually compete with Manchester City, they're going to need a new manager. I don't know if you saw, but in the aftermath of the Manchester United loss to West Brom, Jose Mourinho emphatically said that he was going to pull all of the big name starters and name and name a team of just an entirely different 11 in order to be able to re-inject something into that squad, Mm -hmm. which is fine. I mean, obviously the bench players for Manchester United are still quality, but there's nobody on that bench that's going to game change the reality of the situation that they're still light years behind Manchester City. Mm -hmm. And in the event that Manchester United somehow manages to lose David De Gea, a man who I think we would all agree probably netted Manchester United somewhere between 10 to 15 points this campaign. I think they're in deep trouble. I, you know, I don't think the gulf between teams like Tottenham and Liverpool and Manchester United right now is as cavernous as the gulf is between those three teams in Manchester city. Mm -hmm. Obviously Liverpool sort of turned that on its head in the champions league. But I think for the full 38 game campaign, it was pretty obvious that Manchester city were light years better than the top four and light years better than Arsenal and Chelsea, who are still festering in fifth and sixth for the time being. Uh, Jared, give us your breakdown, if you can, of uh, Spurs' performance uh, on Saturday against Man City. Oh, that'd be easy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't very good. Uh, <laughs> Great, let's move on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you uh, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head uh, uh, in the intro. I mean, my goodness, Harry Kane, absolutely non-existent. Come back from injury, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not looking to make excuses. I simply, I have more questions uh, then I have answers. It took us, you know, literally running into one to score uh, the that double ricochet that Erickson put away. But uh, or was it Kane? Uh, I mean, who knows? Kane might claim it. <laughs> I, you know, the dubious goals committee, which is still my favorite thing that I never knew existed. Uh, we'll wait and see what they say. But we've said time and time again. I mean, you have to if you're going to take on this city team, uh, you got to attack that back line. If they have a weakness, it is. Uh, it is that defense. I mean, if I hit a nickel for every time I've seen Kyle Walker run himself out of position and then think he's fast enough to get back only to result in a goal, I could do this for a living. Uh, mm-hmm. But they just didn't show up. And, and and I'm hoping they can write the ship this weekend for the FA Cup. But uh, you had a city team who was, they were just pissed off and ready to come and play. And I'm not sure there was anything anybody could have done about mm-hmm. it, to be frank. <laughs> Let's swiftly move on. Uh, we have second and third spot still to guess, and Jared, you're up next. So, what do you think? Well, uh, I think our guest might really want to talk about this one. Let's talk about Chelsea's comeback from 2-0 down to beat Southampton 3-2. That'll do it. Yep, Chelsea come down. Uh, that was the second one, so that'll get you those two points. But Chelsea come from 2-0 down to the Saints to bag all three points, thanks to... Boyce's hero, Olivier Giroud, a masterclass from him. The final score was 3-2. Jared, let me ask you this first. Do you have any cause for concern about Chelsea potentially nicking that top four spot at the expense of Spurs? It has crossed my mind. Uh, and <laughs> Wouldn't be this, the first time. <laughs> uh, see, and there it is. The only upside is, uh, you know, Giroud scoring in, a, scoring in a blue shirt, and I hope that's the last thing Boyce sees every night when he goes to sleep. But the... <laughs> It's possible. I mean, my, you know, what I want is just a strong finish off for Spurs. Uh, Boyce, uh, his his illusion is well taken. Uh, you know, to stumble here coming down the finish, uh, it's not what you need. Spurs have a relatively 
you know, straightforward run out. Mm-hmm. And uh, the math suggests, uh, yes, uh, should be safe. But with just, <laughs> I mean, that Chelsea team is so damn talented. Uh, and it just seems that they just suddenly decided, okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's score. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did. Uh, they've got it in them. They certainly have it in them. And, and they are, uh, uh, you know, some of you certainly can't look past. And I, uh, you know, I just hope, I hope they, uh, you know, trip a little bit and, uh, you know, <laughs> give us a little bit of buffer there. Brandon might disagree, but uh, let me ask you this, Brandon. In the <laughs> 60th minute of the game, the conversation would have been, what now for Chelsea? But with this type of victory, uh, where do you think Chelsea go from here? I mean, you have far more confidence in this team than I do as a fan. Uh, <laughs> it, it, 60 minutes in, and the, the conversation was not pretty in our group text. Uh, I, I think that we went through a lot of unnecessary pain and suffering, as Antonio Conte <laughs> likes to put it. And um, even with the win, I think that, you know, Liverpool, if anyone, I think will end up fourth. I think that Spurs will jump them. Uh, especially as Liverpool focus on the Champions League. So we can make a run for them, which is interesting because we play them uh, in three matches. But I, I still don't have any confidence with Conte. You know, it's all but, you know, having left the club at this point. The players are just writing this out, trying to get ready for the World Cup. I mean, Eden Hazard is jogging through the motions for the most part. I just don't see top four with this current situation. There's no motivation. There's no kind of real fight i can't believe they did what they did this weekend because uh we haven't seen anything like that in all of 2018 mm-hmm. now there is rumors that uh, hazard and villian are potentially going to be moving on um do you believe the same or do you think they're going to stick around for another year i think that williams come out and been pretty strong about his uh affection for the club and i, I take that at face value hazard if anything it, you know it you wouldn't be buying him at his prime, right? Mm-hmm. Like unless he has a standout world cup, he's not been doing himself any favors to, uh, to have Real Madrid knocking uh, on the door to pull him out. So we'll kind of have to see. I also think the funny thing about Real Madrid is if Zidane's not there, he's not going. So <laughs> it's uh, we'll see how their fourth place finish in the league happens, even if they win the champions league. So mm, interesting. Um, boys, do you think Arsenal were foolish to get rid of Giroud? You know, <laughs> I, have a little bit of a bias and an affinity for Olivier Giroud. So the answer to that's probably going to be yes. But I think if you're a realist and you're looking at the Arsenal lineup from top to bottom and you're talking about the fact that you have Obama Yang and you have Lacazette, and we might be talking more about this later, but who knows? Uh, Wenger tried to play them both up top this week and placed Obama Yang out at the corner and on the wing, and it just didn't really work. It's not where he's best. So you're talking about a situation from a quality perspective where you're Probably talking about Yang, Lacazette, and then Giroud. That doesn't make a lot of sense. I was definitely one of the people that thought that Arsenal should never sanction Giroud going to another Premier League club. Mm-hmm. I think I appreciate, if anything, about Arsene Wenger. He's loyal to his players mm-hmm. to a fault where he allowed Olivier Giroud to dictate the terms of the trade. And basically, instead of Giroud going to Dortmund, they got Bashwai. And Drew went to Chelsea. So I think the answer to that question is that if you're going to go with Aubameyang and Lacazette, Drew doesn't make a lot of sense in an Arsenal lineup, even though we obviously miss him at times as a super sub. Mm-hmm. But... I think that the biggest error in that situation was allowing Giroud to go to another Premier League club, another competitive Premier League club in the form of Chelsea. And, uh, you know, I I don't 
I think I'm with Brandon and I don't really believe that Chelsea have the ability to get into the top four this year, but selling Giroud to them certainly didn't help. And of course, losing to Newcastle away didn't help Arsenal in their potential battle for fifth. So, well, uh, suddenly a Lacazette <laughs> supporter. What is happening? <laughs> My goodness. In what universe? I was never anti Lacazette. I think he's a fine uh-huh. player. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's quickly move on to our last one. And boys, it is your guess uh, for that final single point. What do you think was the topic? So can I have a point of clarification? Mm-hmm, you may. Uh, I'm given that we talked about Manchester United versus West Brom momentarily as part of the Manchester City match. Is that now off the table? That is off the table. Yeah, that was kind of combined in like the 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 big you know topic. I kind of combined the two. So yes, good good question. So I think my options are now down to the glory fest that was the Peter Crouch versus Andy Carroll game today, which was just a disaster. Or you making me relive Arsenal versus Newcastle, the latter of which is my guess. You know, I'd love to uh, make you relive that. So let's do it. Yes, uh, that'll get you that. <laughs> uh, that'll get you that single point. So we'll, we'll take that one. Arsenal stunned right. by the uh, the Tyneside faithful after losing again away from home. Final score was two one to Newcastle. Uh, Boyce, you probably know this, but I'll rub it in anyway. This is the first time since 1984 that Arsenal have lost five consecutive Premier League away matches. What went wrong this time? Well, I'm going to go one better and give you a few more statistics to sort of (laughs) combine with what you just said. (laughs) Arsenal have zero away points during the 2018 calendar year in the Premier League. They're the only team in the Premier League that have zero away points, and that includes West Brom, who beat Manchester United. (laughs) They also only have 13 away points in the EPL all year in terms of the whole 17-18 campaign. Their home form is actually, I think, close to the top four amongst all teams. But the away form has been abysmal. And I I think, you know, I've covered this ad nauseum on this podcast, but it shows a lack of character. Mm -hmm. And the reality of the situation is that you can make excuses about how a lot of the A-level players in Arsenal's squad were being rested in hopes of a last-ditch effort at the Europa League and the forthcoming fixtures against Atletico Madrid. But that team was good enough to beat Newcastle United. You're talking about a team that that deployed Lacazette centrally and then Aubameyang on the wing, and you look at the first goal that was scored, and that's exactly what the expectation should be for both of those players, especially with Aubameyang on the wing. That, that movement, the ball from Mustafi, and the finish from Lacazette was class. Mm-hmm. But then Arsenal's own worst enemy, uh, their lack of strength, their lack of defensive tactical coaching every demon that they have came forth in the form of none other than skodron mustafi he of the (laughs) hands in the air where is my offside call and then his little prayer thing that he does after he gets called for obvious fouls this arsenal team lacks character Mm -hmm. and it is always exposed on the road even when they score the first goal you know, they they don't have a killer instinct in them at all. There's no player that steps up, that tries to lead. They, Newcastle scored a goal that was sort of against the run of play. And I think almost every Arsenal fan in the world knew that Newcastle United would somehow <laughs> contrive a way to score a second goal. And it was equally abysmal as the first. You know, I, I can't bear to watch Peter Chet get beat at the near post again mm-hmm. without just gouging my eyes out and praying to some sort of deity that we can 
sort of renegotiate the deal with Juventus for Wojciech <laughs> Szczesny and bring back the goalkeeper we should have kept. They're probably going to end up suffering the indignity of finishing in seventh after Burnley somehow come into <laughs> the Emirates on May 5th and, and beat them and claim the three points. And then who who knows? Mm-hmm. He just needs to go. He needs to go. Jared, commentator Lee Dixon called it an embarrassing performance. Do you agree? Uh, I mean, ugh. okay, the problem I had with Dixon and Lasso the whole time, it was just yeah, it wasn't the best performance from uh, from Arsenal, but you know, can't take anything away. I mean, from you know, that's a massive goal for Matt Ritchie. That's a massive goal, you know, uh, scoring at the tomb like that and taking down Arsenal, which by the way they haven't beaten at home in ten games. Uh, yeah, so yeah, a long time. So yeah, like it is you know you can't take anything away from newcastle it's a great win feather in their cap and talk about a squad who needs needs the points the mm-hmm. uh you know uh, deandre yellen's hair notwithstanding but uh yeah you expect more i kind of i agree with boyce you know uh there's 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 a big question of whether or not you know these players actually want uh to even play for this manager and mm-hmm. uh I, I i trust boyce's assessment on you know passion of the squad and that kind of thing i mean it's just another one it's another example of there is far too much money and far too much talent on that field mm-hmm. uh to not put it in you know in the places where it will succeed i mean it's kind of similar to uh, you know in boyce's kind of tactic of of the squad it's kind of similar to Mourinho just refusing to Take the leash off Paul Pogba. I mean, just put him in positions to succeed. It's been the same criticism I've had of the U.S. men's national team. Is that I, and I know it's, this is a this is a tough business. This is a hard thing to do. But right now, it ain't working. Brandon, what are your opinions on the whole uh, Wenger stay go conundrum that's been running pretty much the whole season? <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of Chelsea fans like to use it as as a joke and, and to poke fun. I know Arsenal fan TV has had its own role in that, which you know is a whole another topic of discussion we don't need to dig into but i i actually i mean to me like i empathize with the situation chelsea are the opposite of that where we burn through managers uh at a whim uh but i think that he has done so much good for the club that he has kind of overstayed uh his tenure and it's kind of sad to see it all fall apart like this for him but i mean at the same time you know arsenal is a club they have to take care of their own business and Stan Kroenke isn't interested in, in, you know, the competitive nature of the team on the field, then like, I feel terrible for fans that have to kind of put up with the malaise and the lack of interest from, from their board and and from the backroom staff. So like I, from my standpoint, it it sucks because Arsenal have so much history and are, are a big team. Um, but they're just, they're not hitting the, the, the places that they should be. Right, let's move on then to section two of the podcast, which is Rumor Mill. Yes, each player is going to get a quote or a line from a newspaper from the last week. All they've got to do is tell me if the words I read out were in fact printed or just something I made up. So it's basically true or false. Two points for correct guess. Jared, you're up first with this one. Ex-Manchester United manager Sir Alex Ferguson has admitted he's tempted to return to manage the Red Devils, having seen local rivals now win the title three times in the last six years. No way. Is that a, is that a false? Is the final answer false? That is a false. You would be correct. So yes, uh, my creative brain didn't quite get you 
that time, <laughs> and that'll get you those two points. Who knows? You can believe it. You never know with you, James. You I would... did hesitate. I never know with you. Hesitation. That would be nuts. That would be wild. <laughs> Wouldn't that be? But again, people be crazy. You never know. Uh, <laughs> Brandon, this next one's for you. Arsenal manager Arsene Wenger will meet with the club's owners during the course of the next two weeks to discuss his, quote, future plans. His pay rise? That's got to be true. <laughs> it is false, I'm afraid. No, oh, I made that man. up. <laughs> yep, again, that was my creative brain going to work there, so that was indeed false. Boys, this last one's for you. Manchester United are considering a summer move for Leicester City's 25-year-old English defender, Harry Maguire. True or false? I mean, if I had Chris Smalling and Phil Jones in my back line, I'm like <laughs> looking around as well, so True. True is correct. Yes, the Sunday People published that article. They somehow believe that Harry Maguire may be the future. Who knows? Time can tell. But anyway, yes, that'll get you those two points. And that'll swiftly move us on to our last game of the podcast, which is, of course, Player Profile. In this game, I'll provide five different clues to a Premier League player, each clue easier than the last. The first person to shout their name and correctly guess said player will win the two points, but you only get one guess as an incorrect shot will freeze you out. Now, I don't like to play favourites here. You know, I'm always a firm believer in fairness. So I've this week picked the category Spurs players past and present. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So each of these present Premier League players has kicked a football wearing a Tottenham jersey. I I I think we need to acknowledge this. I have lost so many weeks in a row. I feel like (laughs) a bone has been thrown my way and it's going to be bad when I I lose. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see how we go. All right, so uh, here we go then with player number one. He is six foot seven. Jared. Yes, Jared. Peter Crouch. Bam, look at that. He's already up and running. Yes, sir. That'll get you those two points. (laughs) The other clues, if there are of any help. Uh, Englishman has played for eight different English clubs, now plays or suffers at Stoke, and his first name is Peter. Nice work, Jared. That'll get you those two points. This next player is an Englishman. Is a foot shorter than Peter Crouch. Brandon? Yes, Brandon. Harry Kane? Oh, it is not Harry Kane, no, and that does freeze you out for the remainder of the clues. So, Jared and Boyce, these others are for you. Had a brief spell at Sunderland. Jared. Yes, Jared. Jermaine Defoe. Jermaine Defoe. Yes, that is correct, and that'll get you those two points. <laughs> Man, this is great. Uh, player number three is a goalkeeper, a Brazilian international. Brandon. Yes, Brandon. Aurelio Gomez. Aurelio Gomez is absolutely correct, sir. Yes, nice work, and I'll get you those two points. The other clues were spent six years at Spurs, now plays for Watford, and his first name is Aurelio. Again, you got them. Nice work. Two points for you. You didn't go with he wears a mouth guard? Oh, you know, I should have. <laughs> Damn it. I should have thrown I really that in thought there. that was going to be bad for it all. <laughs> you really thought Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was ready. He was getting ready. Anyway, uh, player number four is a Frenchman has scored more goals at his current club than he did for Spurs. A defensive midfielder now plays for Watford. First name is Etienne. 
Jared. What, Brandon? <laughs> yeah, wow, there it is. <laughs> Jared, what is it? <laughs> Etienne Capu. Etienne Capu, bam, yes, that is correct. And that'll get you those two points. And here is the last one of the game. This player is a right back. He is an English player. He used to play for Burnley. Replaced Carl Walker when he moved to Manchester. Jared. Yes, Jared. Mm. Kieran Trippier. Kieran Trippier. Kieran Trippier. Yes, that is absolutely correct. And I'll get you those two points. And that is the game, folks. And would you believe it? <laughs> Jared has come away with the win for the first time in, I want to say, four games with a whopping 12 points. Congratulations, Jared. How do you feel? Oh, God, like I've never been here before. This is amazing. <laughs> your absolute genius at player profile really came through this time. You really did your homework. Well done. Um, boys, only uh, only four points on the board. Uh, how do you feel? Rigged. Rigged. <laughs> Hashtag rigged. Um, Brandon, give us a little bit of uh, information or more information about your podcast. Tell us uh, when you guys record, uh, how is the best way to, to reach you guys, uh, all, the, all that stuff. Yeah, so we record uh, religiously every Sunday. So you can expect a podcast uh, in your app Monday mornings. Uh, we do hit the occasional midweek episode as we can, obviously, uh, being a hobby and having other things on our lives makes it difficult. But you can hit us up on social media, all the platforms at London Blue Pod. And then London is bluepodcast.com is our website. So that's uh, those are the easiest ways. Really, really active on social media. That's definitely the best way for us. Excellent. Very nice. And how long have you guys been doing it? So this is our fourth season covering it. We're pretty excited because nice. the first season we did it, uh, we won the Premier League. And then the second season, uh, Jose was sacked, which was a disaster. <laughs> Won it the third season, and apparently Conte almost got sacked. It's been a pretty interesting roller coaster, sure. to say the least. Wild ride. And now, if you had to pick a replacement for Antonio Conte, who would it be? That's a man, that is something we've talked about actually at length on a couple different episodes. I think the big missing piece of that answer first is Chelsea will be getting a technical director this summer, and that'll be a big piece to it. But I think if we get Hardim from Monaco, um, now that we missed out on Tuchel, uh, I think he would be the ideal man moving forward. Interesting. Very nice. Uh, Jared Boyce, you have any uh, any ideas on who would be a good replacement for him? I'm waiting for someone to just drop a truckload of money uh, at Eddie Howe's driveway. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, see, as a young guy and see what he's done and keep cherries up, which will be for what, the fourth? Fourth consecutive it, Premier yeah, League season, yeah, yeah. Uh, when they that they play in what is effectively just a, a municipal field that has some bleachers. I mean, if there's anybody who I think can you know spin you gold. It'll be that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boys, who do you think? You know, just for the sake of comedy, I think I would go with Jose Mourinho again, purely because this version <laughs> of Chelsea is all too tolerable, and I miss the days where they were intolerable. <laughs> Mourinho and. Uh, the caveman striker that's now at Atletico Madrid, and I hated them with fiery passion, and now they, they seem kind of cuddly and nice, and that's frustrating. Um, so yeah, Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho to return for a third time. Hey, you never know. It's the Premier League. Anything can happen. But that's all we have time for, folks. Thanks again to my guests, Jared Bantamente and Boyce Richardson, and of course, Brandon Busby. Thanks again, bud, for coming on. Um, you can check out our own podcast at Kick Corner Flag through Twitter and kickflag.com through our website. Uh, guys, any final thoughts? You know, I think we have an answer. Uh, if you went and saw that replay, who kicked the corner flag? It was Matt Ritchie, James. 
it was Matt Ritchie. <laughs> I saw that oh. man kick that corner flag, and <laughs> I was like, I know what's coming. The I ultimate, knew the most <laughs> kick that damn thing. The ultimate question might have been answered. Gosh, who knows? Uh, <laughs> anyway, thanks again for listening, guys, and until next week, bye bye. <laughs>